welcome to the Whiskey and Roll Podcast. Hello and welcome everyone to the first episode of Whiskey and Woe, the country music album review podcast. My name is Benjamin Lindsay and with me today is David Lynch. He's my co-host and longtime friend. How are you doing today, David? Yeah, I'm tired. Bad night. <laughs> oh, really? I didn't know good. Um, I guess we should say a little bit about ourselves since this is the first episode. Um, David and I have known each other for, God, I don't even know how long. Um, we are both heavily into music. Um, if you've heard me on my other podcast where I talk about heavy metal or punk, when I talk that I used to be in a band, it was always with David. David has been in several bands that didn't include me. He's the much better musician of the two. But uh, we both have a love for country music comes from the fact that both of our fathers played it semi-professionally around the, the, the region in western Kentucky where we grew up. Anything else you want to say about yourself? I don't know. I mean, I grew up around music my whole life. It was you know, our family, when we'd get together, everybody had a guitar sitting around in the living room playing, so it's it's always been around. Yeah, and it's essentially the same thing for me. Um, a lot of my aunts and uncles play or sing, so, you know, it's if you think of the Jason Isbell song where he's talking about everybody getting together on the front porch, it's kind of that for both of us. Yep, yep, exactly. All right, so today, for our first album, we decided to do Paul Coffin's second album, Room 41. Um, it is... I'm not sure. It's not a real long album, time-wise. No, it's only like 40 minutes or so. Ten tracks, so yeah, probably about 40, 45 minutes. It don't matter. So anyway, what were your initial thoughts of this album? Um, I really like this album a lot. Um, I like how he blended other styles in with the country. You know, it's not just a pure yeah. country album. You can there's like a lot of disco and funk influences on this album that yeah, totally. come out. Yeah, and the the length is thirty nine minutes, so it's a thirty nine minute long album altogether, which is incredibly in and out fast for ten songs. To your point, I really also like though it felt like a late seventies record in a really good way, just the all the different influences and styles and kind of harken back to the early outlaw stuff where they were just playing around and, and using different elements and it, it wasn't really a thing yet. So right. I did really, really like that. And I also, and I don't know if you feel the same way, but part of me really thinks that this album was meant to be listened to on headphones or really good speakers, which most of the stuff that I have at home, that's not headphones aren't um, just because of the way that they used the phasing to shift it from the left and right channel and everything. And I don't know that I would have noticed that on like, just my phone speaker or my little bitty radio that I have at home, but on a good pair of headphones, it was very evident. Huh. I haven't listened to it through headphones. I've uh, I've only li- listened on in the car or like on a I've got a JBL Bluetooth speaker that I use for most things. That's a really good sounding speaker, but you can't tell when stuff goes left right like that. Yeah. <clears throat> oh, you should do that then. You should definitely listen to it with some headphones on because I I did really like that as well. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of I mean, there's a lot of little subtle stuff in it too where there'll mm-hmm. be like a like a note like a chord on a piano or something it's just yeah. kind of in the background and you know that if, yeah. if you're not paying attention and listening close you're not going to hear it and notice that kind of stuff yeah totally i mean i don't know for sure how in-depth the, the recording process on it was or who produced this album but whoever did did a great job it's, no, it's I think incredibly so. it's, well it's, put together yeah it sounds amazing okay well we both are are big fans of the sounds going at the front is there anything about it that you didn't like um, really, there's only there's two songs on it that I don't like. So, <laughs> okay. 
Yeah. Um, I kind of feel the same way and that there's nothing in the album as a whole that I don't like. So, right. yeah. um, you know, if you are a fan of any of the styles that David mentioned or just really good music in general, I think you're really going to dig that. You'll find something on this album. Um, and I'm actually really impressed with his voice, too. He's got yeah. one of those rich baritones. The song Big Velvet is actually his nickname because of his voice. Um, and he just uses it incredibly well. Uh, there's a lot of people who, with his vocal range, that I don't know how to use their voice as well as he does. Yeah, um, his vocal style at times reminds me of Elvis, just the yeah. way he delivers it. I mean, he doesn't sound, tonally, he doesn't sound anything like no, Elvis, no. but the way he delivers stuff reminds me of the same kind of style you know i hadn't really thought of that until you said that but yeah a lot of his phrasing is very similar to that yeah all right songs that you like before we talk about songs you didn't like i really like the the first five tracks i think or at least the way it plays it on my amazon music is a uh, holy ghost fire pray for yep. rain yeah uh, cocaine country dancing slow down and big velvet are probably my favorites yeah yeah those are are that first half of the album is really, really good. Yeah. Um, looking at the back half, Freak is a fun song, but See, that's that's one of the ones I don't like. I just oh, yeah. I don't I don't know something about it. Just I just can't stand it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it felt to me like a novelty track, so it, it kind of stuck out in that way. But that's I yeah. was just like, oh, this is this is just him having fun. I think I like to give him peace quite a bit too. See that that was the other one that I didn't really? like. Really? Yeah. What did it's the it's the verses. It's the way he sings the line, almost like he's trying to rap or something. In the oh, verse, you know? yeah. I mean, that is, he does get a little, for lack of a better term, adventurous on that. So I can I yeah. can see that too. But really, I mean, I'm I'm with you. That first half of the the record, Holy Ghost Fire, Pray for Rain, Cocaine Country, Dancing, Slow Down, and Big Velvet are all very good, and they're so different that it, yeah. you know. That's one of the things that I, I really enjoy is just the variety that is on this record. Definitely. There's no no two songs that sound alike. No, not at all. I mean, and honestly, if you were to play Holy Ghost Fire and Cocaine Country Dancing, I'd heard those two before I knew that this was an album, and I didn't know they were by the same person. <laughs> no. Well, I found them on YouTube, and so I knew they were by the same person. And... Yeah, well, I mean, you had sent them both to me, so I'd listen to them on YouTube, but I, I sometimes I don't pay that much attention when I'm just oh, listening to stuff right. on YouTube as to who it is. So, you know, and there was enough time in between that I had forgotten that they were the, 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 the same Paul authors. <laughs> For that matter, the, the videos are both really creative, too. No, they are. And well yeah. done, you know. Yeah, it's very interesting. I, I can't wait to see where he goes from here because this, you know, if we're talking about this this new alt country, I'm sure there's a better term for it, new Americana, whatever they're calling it. But, you know, most people think of Jason Isbell or Sergio Simpson. And Sergio is a, a bit more adventurous than Jason. Jason really has found his groove in, in, in a lot of ways. Sounds more country than some of Sergio's latest stuff. But Paul's album really kind of fits in between them for me. There, you can definitely tell that he is heavily country influenced, but he is not afraid to bring in all these other influences. Right. I would. I've never watched an interview with him or anything. I'd love to hear what his influences and stuff are. Yeah, there's something about him on his website. I don't know if he necessarily talks about it because I just pulled it up. But he says that this album, recording this album, nearly killed him. 
So yeah, I, I don't know. Um, oh, wait a minute, right here. Uh, in Texas Monthly, Rave the Coffin sounds like a highwayman all rolled into one. He's got Willie Sprayson, Johnny Sager, Quiver, Christopherson's Knack for Storytelling, and Waylon's Baritone. I know on, a, on his Wikipedia, it said that he spent two years living in a hotel while he was writing and recording the album. And that was, uh, <laughs> that was where the name came from. That was the room he was staying in at the hotel, Room 41. And uh, then they, he, he also went through a, a breakup dealt with some alcohol and drug abuse while he was writing the album so without a doubt but you can hear you can hear there's a few of the songs you can definitely tell that he's talking about drug abuse and you know <laughs> uh, oh yeah no doubt no doubt at all i mean you that is another thing that i like about it is that it feel whether it actually is or not but it feels very honest yeah feels real that that for me always makes music stand out the best when it when the artist is believable mm-hmm. without a doubt without a doubt at all well, I really don't have a whole lot else to, to say about this, and, and other than maybe getting into deconstruction-specific songs, which I don't know that either one of us necessarily wants to do. Uh, this is. Do you want to give it a grade or anything? Uh, I don't know. We can. I mean, the fact that I like eight out of ten songs pretty much puts it probably an A minus for me. Because I mean, if I go through my top ten albums of all time, I don't like every song on them. So. Well, see, and, and that is a, a side discussion. So I kind of agree with that. You know, when I think there are a couple albums that I like every song, and there are other albums where I don't necessarily think any song is bad, but I don't really like any of them either. Yeah. Um, so I can think a song can be good and not necessarily like it. This is kind of the inverse. I think pretty much every song on this album is good, and I do like them. You know, for what that's worth, I would have to agree. I, I would. I especially for somebody's second album which you know who knows how long this guy if he spent uh, i think you said four years or was it two years two years two years well that's a long time to work on an album yeah uh, but it was time well spent because i agree i, I would give this an a minus as well yeah yeah that's kind of where i'm standing because it's not it while while as much as i love it it's not on the same level as like hank three straight to hell f for me personally you know no no it doesn't catch me in the same way yeah um I think that, and that's a, a, actually a really good comp because Hank 3 pulls in a whole lot of different stylistic elements from other genres as well. And they don't sound anything alike other than the fact that they're both adventurous and they both feel very real. Right. I think when we start doing more of these albums and these artists, we're going to find that, that we're going to be saying that about a lot of them. <laughs> yeah, probably so. I mean, you know, we haven't done any random selection, obviously, since this is our first time doing this. But when we, we sat down and we both kind of drawn up a list of albums, I didn't intentionally put anything on there that I thought sucked because I don't want to talk about shitty music. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, you know, um, now that doesn't mean that since we created our list independently and we do have different musical tastes, so there's probably going to be stuff that we disagree on, like we disagreed on those two tracks on this album. But that's part of what makes it fun. And yep. we actually have our second album lined out. Uh, do you want to tell them what that is? Uh, Morgan Wade and the Step Brothers. What was the name of that album? Puppets with My Heart. Yeah, it's a very oddly named album. It's got some weird album art, but definitely um, go give that a listen so that you can have opinions too when we talk about it. Yeah, it's always more fun to listen to a podcast when you've heard what they're talking about. Yeah, yeah, totally. Uh, <laughs> or at least have some idea. And we'll try and give you the... Well, I mean, we will. We'll tell you what we're going to be reviewing in the, ne the next week when we get together. All right, so this one went pretty quick because we didn't have a whole lot of disagreement. We just both thought it was a really solid album. I don't have anything else to say except that if you haven't listened to Paul Coffin, 
go listen to it. It kind of makes me, I'm going to have to now go back and listen to his first album just to see how big of a stylistic shift, if any, there was between the two. Because if you look at the two album covers, it looks like there might have been a stylistic shift. Um, I've, I've listened to it enough to know that it really wasn't that big of a difference in style. Okay. I think it had more more songs that were traditional country sounding, but it mm-hmm. still had, when you listen to like Saddle, that's that's another song that's kind of in the vein of like country cocaine country dancing and you know that stuff was on the first album too that kind of cool all right take a shot for us i guess and have a good week whether you're listening to this and we'll see you next time